Do that it makes me feel better. Good morning. Welcome to the Women in Leadership, Body, Mind, Soul, and Business Podcast Mindset Monday. I'm Charlie. And I'm Heather. And we are so excited today to um, connect and um, to really dive into the topics of the week. Yes. So we have a busy, busy week ahead of us, but it is going to be super fun, but also very, um, it's, it's going to bring some something out of you, right? It's, it's a deep, deep topic this week with it being a Benavesa. I think I'm saying that right. Fear of death week. So um, we've got some really exciting things coming your guys' way, but Heather's going to start with our health topic this week. So our health topic this week is um, and we talk a lot, a lot about sleep. So I'm just going to, you know, put it into a big bow. Why is this important? Mm-hmm. You know, how, how would we define it? So here we go. All right. Um, so not having good sleep leads to poor cognitive function. So, mm-hmm. you know, so other things happen and things just aren't con- computing up in the brain. Um, we have lower energies of level. Our energies of level. Oh, yeah. Nope. Not a stressed out Monday morning. <laughs> we have low energy levels. We have an inability um, to focus and concentrate, and it makes it hard to learn and remember things. Heather, are you experiencing some sleep deprivation? I am. <laughs> I was like, of course, this is our subject today. Right? And that's why these things come up. And also um, a little bit of um, PTSD symptoms today. Mm-hmm. So my brain is not firing. So it was a really stressful morning. And I used my tools, which I, um, I'm happy to share with someone if they need to know what those are again. Um, and um, But I'm still here and able to show up. You are. So that's I'm a so huge progress for yes. me. So it's just as how it is today. Right. right. Okay. I took some de- breaths before we got started today. And it's all good. Right. right. Okay. So um, healthy sleep. So what exactly does that mean? Like, I was like, okay, I'm not sure. So, you know, other people are. So non, there's two um, distinct states of sleep. Being asleep, non-rapid eye movement, which is N-R-E-M and rapid eye movement, which is REM, which I hear a lot about that, like yeah. REM. People talk about REM sleep. You know, yeah. Sometimes it's called REM. Other times it's called REM. Yeah. REM sleep is like the, the like deep sleep. Right. Cycle. And so then your body um, cycles back and forth between these in a pattern for your body. And the cycle takes one and a half to two hours. Right. So when we, the, the, the reason why that's relevant and I thought it was interesting is that when we hit snooze in the morning and we tell ourselves to snooze, we're actually starting a new sleep cycle and we're actually starting our body into that sleep cycle. And we're trying to snooze for five or 10 minutes, but we're starting an hour and a half to two hour process for our bodies when we hit snooze. Which is why you're actually more tired after hitting snooze. Than you are if you would just get up the first time. Yeah. So that was a side note. No, that wasn't even in my notes. Right. I was just like, did, yeah. Did you yes. know that it takes the average person about 20 minutes to fall asleep? I learned that um, last week when I went to a doctor's appointment. So I thought that was really interesting. That is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Sleep is a, it, it's a, a subject you can go. There's so much to, 
to talk about when we talk about sleep. Mm -hmm. So sleep um, impacts our mood, our stress levels, our happiness. Mm -hmm. Um, When we sleep, our body um, actually has an entire cleaning process it does. So that balances out our hormones, like the serotonin, which is our happy hormone, Mm -hmm. melatonin, which regulates sleep in and of itself. And if we don't get enough sleep, then we have um, an imbalance and the body creates more cortisol, which is the famous stress hormone. So, and then cortisol leads to like excess belly fat and, you know, there's all sorts of health things that it leads to. Um, It can lead to um, fun things like irritability, impatience, depression, moodiness, poor mental health overall. Isn't that great? (laughs) Right, right. Um, One of the weirdest things I experienced when I was in the military was this kind of half state of I'm not sure if I'm actually awake or if I'm still dreaming, but I'm standing watch anyway, you know, um, because my exhaustion level was so much that it was like, I was like running on fumes. Literally. Literally. And I get super emotional when I'm tired, I turn into like that really tired toddler oh. when I haven't gotten enough sleep <laughs> over a course of time. And then I'm just like, you know what, screw it. I just need a nap. The towel fell on the like, floor and we're crying. Like right, that, kind of, that level. And then when I hit that level, it's like, okay, I'm just, I'm done. I'm just going to go to bed. So like, why was that my emotional response to that? <laughs> like, wow, really? Right, right, right. So don't overexhaust yourself because it'll make you do some crazy things. <laughs> Speaking of long-term sleep deprivation leads to huge impact of overall health. Some of the medical complications include high blood pressure, heart attack, heart failure, stroke, psychiatric problems, mood disorders, attention deficit disorder, and even mental impairment. Also sleep deprived while you're pregnant is not good for baby growth and can lead to like weird things when babies are older, like because you didn't get enough sleep while you were pregnant, which mm-hmm. is weird to me, but I thought it, you know, it was important enough it that sense. it came up that I would say something, don't deprive yourself of sleep while you're pregnant. Right. I hope that whoever needs to hear that, hears that because to me, the culture around, um, sleep while you're pregnant is as much as you want. There is you're growing another human inside of your belly. (laughs) So I don't know whose culture it isn't. Right. That, 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 so that opened my mind that someone's culture isn't that someone says they still need to be on a strict schedule and you know it's okay to listen to your body so cultivate that trust with yourself while you're pregnant you are passing that down to your child while you're pregnant Mm -hmm. your generations of how you your parents were pregnant with you like oh my goodness I've been learning so much about generations and Mm -hmm. how we pass those vibrations down so go ahead and take that opportunity to get as much sleep as you can and be in charge and trust your body because you are taking charge of you and another human's life right exactly yeah exactly so a good night's sleep can do wonders for you mentally. Absolutely. Absolutely. And naps are okay. It's okay to nap. 
you know, especially if you're pregnant, <laughs> right? But thinking about a nap and thinking about, um, you know, did you give yourself enough time to have a sleep cycle? If it takes 20 minutes to fall asleep, if it takes 20 minutes to fall asleep, do the math and you only give yourself a half an hour for the nap, then you've gone to sleep for maybe 10 minutes Mm -hmm. for an hour and a half to two hour process. Right. It's not worth your time. So think about what you're doing and, you know, it's just bringing awareness to that mm-hmm. and can make a huge difference. I think that um, being aware that your sleep is important and bringing awareness to, to it and how it's affecting you mm-hmm. can give you control over some things. Right? Absolutely. So if you're trying to figure it out, just add awareness and then, you know, start from there. That's what, I mean, I think when I really started focusing on sleep, I um, had been diagnosed with um, sleep apnea Mm -hmm. and I learned that there's an app you can get on your phone. And of course I have to pick my phone up to talk about it. (laughs) There's an app you can get that will listen to you you breathing while you're sleeping Mm -hmm. and kind of tell you, you know, it's not exact like doing a sleep study with all the electrodes, but it gives you a good idea of like how much sleep you're getting. What is the quality of your sleep you're getting? Mm -hmm. And then you could start to make changes from that. Absolutely. Um, And this whole idea of you can sleep when you're dead is nonsense. (laughs) Right. It's just, you can sleep when you're dead. Well, you know, you kind of need to sleep now in order to function as a normal human person. I used to say sleep is for the week and it's the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Sleep is for the week and it's it's the weekend. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) I used to try to have as much fun as possible every weekend, but I wasn't doing my brain any favors. No, absolutely not. So uh, this future topic is fear of death. Um, I think most humans have a fear of death and I think that that's healthy because, I mean, we want to live. We don't want to live as if there's no tomorrow, but at the same time, we want to enjoy our lives. You know, there's like this delicate balance. We don't want to risk everything we have, but we still want to have a good time while we're here. You know? Right. And there's a lot of movies based on kind of that thought process too. Mm-hmm. There's some funny ones about like the world's going to end and who would you spend the last 24 hours with? Like there's right. some fun movies about that. Mm-hmm. You can help open your brain up to like thinking about that mm-hmm. in that way. Um, what was the other? Oh, the song live like you're dying. Oh, I hear like you were dying. Mm-hmm. Right. Like what would you do differently if you did know you were going to die? Which is one of the exercises this week is to think of it. Um, is to pretend you have only one month to live. What might you do differently? If you had 30 days left to live, how would you live your life? Would you be doing the same thing you're doing now? Does that thought process change anything for you? Um, our thoughts this week is that death is not bad. Like life, it's part of the natural cycle of existence. We know that at some point in time, we're going to die. Right. Okay. We know that when we die, we cannot take anything we own with us. Right. No matter how hard we try. No matter how hard we try. 
In the end, it's just stuff. The Egyptians have proven that it's going to stay in the pyramid with them. Right. <laughs> like when you die, anywhere it's going to be them. right there. Um, so just remember that as you're living your life. Um, when I'm in the presence of death, I understand it to be a positive and necessary transformation. So one of the mindsets around death, a lot of the times you hear, um, you know, they're on to a better place. And I think that's a very positive way to look at it. It's to be comfort, right? Like they're, they're, um, they're somewhere safe. They are. They're not in pain anymore. Right. There's no suffering more for them. Right. And then if you study different religions, which um, I took like history of religion in college, if you study different religions in the end, everything has like an afterlife, you know, and in some religions, it's like, if you, depending on how you do in this life, you can come back as a lesser or greater being, right. You know, um, and, you know, working your way at that tier to well, enlightenment is kind of a goal. Of so. the movie Moana, mm-hmm. um, grandma comes back as a, um, giant man ray. Giant man ray. Like, yeah. Stingray. Stingray. Yeah. Right. Like that's that process. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's why we have those kind of movies for our kids too, because we don't know how to culturally talk about it. Right. But it introduces them to concepts where they can ask questions right. or, you know, things like that. Or, you know, there's people that believe that, you know, when you see a red cardinal, that's a relative coming to visit or, you know, whatever the case may be, a butterfly or whatever. Um and I think that's really... And I think it depends on the person, too, because, like, it could be a dragonfly. You know, it mm-hmm. could be something that really reminds you of that person. Mm-hmm. It could be a sound or a smell. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Absolutely. Um, and then I will make the most of this life by purifying my heart, mind, and letting go of attachments. We talk a lot about that, don't we? Right. we <laughs> Every week. Pros versus stuff, right? Right. Um, our exercises this week are to sit in meditation until you are completely disconnected from the outside world. Who are you now? Okay, Ooh. that's a big one. You know, when you take apart all those labels, who are you? Um, think of a time when you were in a potentially life-threatening situation. Were you afraid? Why and what did you learn from that situation? I learned that I do not like heights. I have a fear of heights. And then I also have this ridiculous fear of a shark in, in the swimming pool. It's just one of those, like, it's never really going to happen, but it could happen because I watched way too many Jaws documentaries or something. Or we too young when we watch Jaws. Maybe. <laughs> but it's true. And it still creates that flight or fight response in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I think the near-death experiences I've had from, uh, there was one car accident, a couple surgeries, infections. Mm-hmm. I had no control over that situation. So to me now to fear it seems ridiculous because it's not something I can actually control. Right. I can control not getting into those situations. I can take control of my health to be healthier. Mm -hmm. Um, But I could not control 
I had to trust the people around me in each of those situations. Mm-hmm. Like I had to trust that I could get to the hospital and be okay and be fine. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. there was just kind of in those moments, there was this, this like peace that all I have to do is keep breathing. That's all my job is right now. Keep breathing. Keep breathing. They got me. Right. So yes, fearing yes. it, it's it's so peaceful. Like for experiencing it. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yes. Okay. It does. <laughs> it, it makes sense Sometimes I, I, I don't talk about this very much and I did not prepare to go to there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's why we have this conversation is to have that open, honest, and it's, authentic um, I thankfully, knock on wood, have not had what I would call a near-death experience. However, I have had a lot of people I care about around me die. And going through that process, I think I feel like we are more afraid of death for those we leave behind. Oh, absolutely. Especially as women, that tends to be the number one reason women are fearing death. We're worried about what will happen to our kids. Yep. Where will they go? Who will take care of them? Who will love them the way we do? Right. Especially with special needs kids, even more Mm -hmm. so. It's like even more magnified. Mm -hmm. Like there's no one that can take care of our special need kids the way we take care of them. Right. We were meant to be their moms. Right. Each one of us match our special needs kids. You know, we are specifically, was my friend um, said to me once, special kids have special moms. Special kids have special moms. And I think there's a lot of power in that statement that special kids have special moms. Now, every, um, I think we live in a world now where most kids have something going on. Right. Um, Our food is so bad. Mentally, emotionally, (laughs) physically. Um, and I think our, and I think our awareness around not just labeling people, oh, they're just being a kid. Right. Oh, they're just being a boy. Oh, they're just being a girl. Mm -hmm. I think that we're really addressing each individual person better. Mm -hmm. So we are aware that we are uniquely made to be the mom of our child. Yes. Yes. And we have... I personally have learned way more about love and living from my kids than I have from anybody else. And we are going to be talking about it a lot more this week, this whole fear of death thing. So if you guys have any ideas around the fear of death that you would like to share, please share them in the uh, comments. Or if you're shy, don't our inboxes are always open Mm -hmm. so if you feel really comfortable with charlie message her email her we you know send her a direct message you don't have to um comment in the open if you're not comfortable with it because we know we have a lot more um, listeners and watchers than comment so if you um are just go ahead and private messages Mm -hmm. because we um, are amazing listeners you can tell that 
from from here, right? And we would really love to to help you answer a question. And if you have the question, someone else does too. If you're having a bad morning, you know what? Someone else is too. Right. So um, that's why we're a community. We can support each other. So I was having a bad morning. So I sent some hugs to some of my friends. I was like, I'm having a morning. I need hugs. I bet you do too. Right. (laughs) It's a thing. It's a thing for reals. And we love you, Amanda. Every time I hear it, I'm like thinking of you. (laughs) So um, we you know, it's, it's more about awareness and being aware of your thoughts and feelings around certain ideas and processing what those really mean for you. Um, and then you can see how to feel better about them once you're aware. So the first, first step of any of these things is awareness. Absolutely. Um, the quote from, um, 52, small changes for your mind, which is the book that we talk about the weekly topic from Mm -hmm. is it is a common experience that a problem difficult. Wow. Wow. You want me to give it a go? Yeah. My (laughs) brain just like moved the words around and like shook them up and put them in a bag and thought, Hey, can we play Scrabble? That's helpful. (laughs) (laughs) Super helpful. It is a common experience that a problem difficult at night is resolved in the morning after the committee of sleep has worked on it. John Steinbeck. I love that. So, you know, if you've got. Now I'm in junior high, high school, reading John Steinbeck. Right. For school. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, but seriously, our body does a lot of work while we're asleep. It does. And, and we need to respect that and see how that's reacting in our bodies. Um, by the way, you guys, you need to check out our website because Heather has been posting all the blogs and getting them all up there. And Amanda has uh, been doing a lot of the writing on those. And we're super excited to share those with you. Go check it out. All of all of our stuff is on there. Go have fun. Click around. Yeah. Give us some feedback uh, and let us know what you think. It's exciting. Um, season one is almost done. And, um, and then the newsletter will be coming out, um, and it will have some hints about, um, what's going to be happening on the website for season two and what's coming up for season three, Mm -hmm. because at the end of the month, we're wrapping up season two and moving into season three. We're so excited. And we start a new quarter. So make sure you go check out now networking our cause of the quarter this quarter, and uh, last I heard, their tickets for their gala next week were selling out fast. So if you haven't gotten your tickets already, uh, grab the link below and check it out. Check it out. Come, come see us. All right. Um, live your life in a way that fear cannot touch your heart. And we're going to work on continuing to talk about that this mm-hmm. week. Uh, this week's guest, uh, Wednesday, we have a health panel. For you. Uh, Thursday, uh, we are having Terry Dexter come join us from American Cremation and Casket Society. Um, and on Friday, we have the amazing Francine Hatley. So excited to introduce you guys to her. She, is, yeah, you guys are going to love her. Um, so, yeah. Thank you so much for joining um, us today in the Women in Leadership Body, Mind, Soul, and Business podcast, Monday Mindset. Namaste. Namaste.